Good afternoon, good morning, or indeed, good bloody well evening, and welcome to the Switch Island YouTube. And you are joining us with a very, very special occasion today. Is the launch of our very new video program. It is called Mark. What's it called? It's called the Switch Island Guide to. Oh, it's called the Switch mm. Island Guide to. And I'm here with the uh, the illustrious. And you haven't, you've never met him before. It's uh, it's, it's Mark. It's that smart tweeter. How are you doing, Mark? You okay? Yeah, mate, good. How are you? Pleasant wave. There we go. Yeah, oh, I'm doing a bit southern of wave. Southern wave. Oh, hello. Southern wave. <laughs> hello. Hello. And we are, we are also joined with the, the YouTuber himself. <laughs> <laughs> no respect whatsoever. The YouTuber himself is Ben at BenchCon. How are you doing, Ben? All right. I'm going to wave like that. It's quite good, isn't it? It's quite <laughs> fun. Right, yeah. yeah we are, we are on I the, can see you. We're on the tube. It's weird. Strange, <laughs> not the tube where people don't talk to each other. We genuinely are going to talk to each other. So, the whole purpose of uh, the guide too is that we're going to sit down and do a deep dive into the games that we love and the games that we already played. And in this instance, I am going to be the adjudicator, the terminator. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be talking too much. It's all right, guys. Don't worry. But I'm going to let these guys do the talking about the wonderful <laughs> game, The Messenger. So, um, I think best place to start, uh, Mark. You reviewed this game. I did, yeah. So there is a little cheeky little review up on uh, Switch Island, which is co.uk. You damn um, right. Have <laughs> <laughs> you looking for it? Just go to the review section. Um, I think actually it's probably been released um, quite recently. So if you're mm. watching this any, anywhere near sort of February, it will probably still be quite near the top. But otherwise, you can search the messenger. Hang on, are we? Are we? Is this a guide to the internet? Which is <laughs> how to yeah. use websites. It's the guide to podcasts. The Did you not get the Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> yeah, we, we're not allowed to say anything in this unless we do a backstory on it, <laughs> detailed analysis. <laughs> if you do, we were if you be both talk into the mics. <laughs> so you reviewed it, Mark. Let's get back on point yeah. here. Jesus, you, you reviewed it. You gave it a what score? I gave it a nine point two. Ooh, nine point two. Yeah, so strong. Strong love wow, for this game. Not nice. as high as I've given some of the other games, like Darkest Dungeon or um, Sword and Sanctuary, but those games have got better alliterative titles. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so that is the key right. to the mark. Mark has right. Obviously, so if you want to, if you want to get a ten, that's what that's what you need. Alliteration. Technically, yep. it's actually a fourteen with Mark scale. See, Super Smash 10. Brothers it would have got. I would have given it a lot higher if they hadn't have put the stupid ultimate thing on the end. They've just ruined <laughs> so it. What, Super Smash Smothers. Super <laughs> Smash Smothers. <laughs> oh, this is already derailed. I love this. This is absolutely fantastic. The guide to Mark's mind. Be here for days. So, um, okay. So, if one of you can kind of brief me on the messenger, Ben, you and I did a game and watch about this. Um, and we, kind we of, did. It seems like a long time ago. It does. It feels like ages ago, doesn't it? So, yeah. it's what kind of flits, doesn't it, between 16 and 32 bit? That's the, the hook of this game, is it? Or what, Yeah, what is so it's. Basically, the game. So, so this is a, a spoiler cast, effectively, right? So we're not just to pre-warn anyone watching this. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't know that there's two parts to the game, uh, there is. So stop watching this now. <laughs> uh, but basically, it's split into two halves, and your first part is eight bit set in the past, and then the second half of it is sixteen bit set in the future. Hmm. And the, even the games are different. So the first half is kind of an action platformer in a kind of Ninja Gaiden kind of style. And the second half is Mark. You're, you're the correspondent. The, How you describe it? I don't, I don't second, want to say the word. The second half, I, it either evolves or devolves, depending on mm. your uh, perspective, <laughs> on um, into a bit of a Metroidvania. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Here we go. Here we go again. So it's a Metroidvania. So how... the, the genius of that really um, is that uh, you know as games developed from eight bit to sixteen bit, in you know in the history of video games, they also developed mm. from side scrolling action platformers to Metroidvanias. At the, so it's there. There are layers to the appreciation so for what they've done layers. here. There's layers yeah. like an onion. So <laughs> we're saying you're explaining it as a Metroidvania. So is, that, is it open world or is it level structured? It's weird, isn't it? Because it at the start, when you first start it, it does feel like it's level structured because you go mm. from one section to the other. And was it? So you start off in a village and then you go to Autumn Hills and they're all, you get a little cut scene in between, mm. just a little eight bit two seconds um so it makes it feel like you're going from level to level yeah but then in the second half that kind of goes away and the map just opens up and then you can basically just go anywhere like a metroidvania right damn it i said the word I yeah really to <laughs> we've got a there rule are... guys for you know people that are gonna use that what, word persist two shots every time we say it or... well, i've just i've just done it to ben you can't technically see what i've done but the switch island logo is just across his face now so, every time uh, someone says it. Yeah, pretty much every time. I thought it, it was a drinking game. We're not doing it as a drinking game. You do it as a drinking I thought, game, Sean. Okay. Yeah. Both. If, if you Why see not? a logo go over Ben's face, take a drink. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to have a drink anyway. If anyone's got tequila, <laughs> then uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, cool. So, but it's quite interesting because when it goes from the, the, the sort of side, the side scrolling um, sort of level based game at the beginning yeah. to mm. the sort of Metroidvania second half, it. Um, you sort of revisit areas you've already visited um, and you, you're sort of, you can sort of go through them in a different direction because some aspects of it have been opened up or they've been opened up by the, the time development. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the clever part of it. So obviously the time switching mechanic is, is kind of baked into the second half, isn't it? So you get these mm. little sections where you kind of go through a portal. Suddenly you're back in the past um, and then a lot of the kind of puzzles built kind of puzzles built yeah they're a little puzzleish yeah puzzly so involve you having to go into the past where some part of the terrain is different Mm. and then loop back on yourself and go back into the future and it opens up new areas like is the way in those m word games (laughs) (laughs) so okay so that's the point i need to kind of raise now so mark the m word games um so from your perspective then is it being a metroidvania is that the hook of this game yeah and like i think i may disagree with some people on this front but for me the game really kicked into gear when it got to the second half so i was enjoying the first half because the the I sh- we should say that the controls are incredibly tight and like snappy, responsive snappy. and yeah. really snappy and really on point <clears throat> you really do feel in control and from the outset you've got the um cloud stepping ability where you every time you hit an enemy, you can then do another jump. So you can use that to sort of chain jumps. And later, that sort of it it, it, it gets into more sort of puzzly elements with that mechanic and more mm. sort of hardcore sections that we'll probably talk about soon. Mm. But as it then switches from the eight bit to the sixteen bit, like latter part of the game, which is a, it's it's not like a little finale. It's like a decent sized part of the game. It may even be more like two thirds of the game. I think. Yeah. Um, Felt like you, it. you, you really, you really do sort of go off and explore different areas, and you gain abilities um, that allow you to progress. Actually, do all the abilities that you get do they all come from the first eight-bit section? I can't remember. No, I think there's some that, open, other, the, that that's kind of tree 
opens up a bit more in, in that's the second right. half. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You can do a load more stuff. Yeah, because okay. there's a there's a skill tree as well, so it has a light sort of RPG element. Um, but I mean, for, so I really enjoyed the second half, and I had to use the, there's an inbuilt hint system that shows you where to go next. Because I don't think the game does a really it gives you these sort of riddles. There's a character that gives you riddles that set you know from like this ancient prophecy, um, and they're giving you the next line of the prophecy, and that's supposed to tell you where to go next. Mm. But I didn't find it particularly uh, transparent where I was supposed to go. So I did use the you can go and talk to the shopkeeper, give him two hundred shards or whatever it is in the game. I forget. Painful. What is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it two hundred something little Solid blobs? Enough. Yeah. It's 200 little blobs. We're getting getting pretty technical. <laughs> Give him those. Um, you we know anyway this game from... inside out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know the little blobs. Give it to the shopkeeper. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he'll give you a hint like and it just shows you where it where to go on the map basically so you can just go straight there. Um, yeah. it still might not tell you how to get there and like how to open up that part of the level or what you're going to need, but it shows you at least the direction you need to go in, which I think is quite helpful because unlike other games like Hollow Knight or something, um, it doesn't really... Because with Hollow Knight, when you're exploring, you're always gaining. Whereas I think with this, you could easily just be backtracking through areas, not knowing where to go, and just feel like all you're doing is repeatedly killing the same enemies. Okay, so from yeah. from the technical aspect, I've kind of got an idea of what the game's like, and I've seen it in, in play a little bit, and I've seen the reviews about it. I think what always drives me into a game is more like the narrative side, and whether or not this is this would be the type of game for me, Ben. So, from the narrative, what's the what's the initial story? Where does it kind of take you? I know we're talking about a spoiler cast here, so yeah, well, it's you know, it's, it's nothing too deep. But it's basically you are this guy that has to deliver a scroll. You don't really know what it's about, I think, to start with. And throughout the first half, I don't think there's real any real story that kind of unravels too much. You get little pieces of it. Hmm. Um, but it it wasn't really until the end that they start feeding you why you're actually doing this, how you're traveling through time, why that's important, and your role as the messenger and mm. how that's a role that you happen to be the chosen one in this time period. But there's been messengers throughout history and they're all fulfilling the same purpose. And the the point of it is that are you going to become the one that kind of breaks that cycle and hmm. rescues the the guy at the end if that makes sense kind the of guy? The it's guy? interesting i think these um <laughs> seems to be a very guy. modern kind of twist no not a twist on games but like i think a celeste when i look at games like the messenger and think of pal Mm. it pushes you towards the end and it kind of it hits critical mass doesn't it where you're at the foot of the mountain and it's trying to go right okay this many feet away from finishing the game and yeah. you know what what the achievements are going to be in that point um which kind of brings me on to my next question mark so in terms of charm like what is this game's charm you know what what's kind of making you would you go back to it because of it yeah i probably would go back to it um there's there's a few there's a few things I could say there. So one of the one of the cool things about it is that because it starts off making you think that it's like Celeste, it does feel like Celeste at the beginning as you're just sort of progressing from level to level and then when it break when that sort of break apart happens, mm. I imagine that it being divisive in that way, with some people loving that breaking apart, other people not liking it so much. I I think that's quite charming in itself that they they, they went to that level of risk. Mm, um, yeah. but the game itself has a lot of colourful and um, 
interesting characters. So there's uh, Corble, who is this little dickhead. Little, yeah, exactly, <laughs> like a little demon thing. Mince new um, words there, Ben. <laughs> follows you around, and t- he, when, when you die, he resurrects you every time you die, which obviously happens quite a lot. But he can't do it without making a snarky comment. <laughs> right, um, okay. And I've got here actually some of the snarky comments that he says. Um, <laughs> one of them, if anyone asks, I'm taken. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I like it. Uh, you know, you're not the first adventure I've watched over. Others seem to have an easier time with projectiles. <laughs> yeah. Think things like that. So he's he's a bit of a snarky guy. Um, which which does which is funny initially, but when you're dying repeatedly on the, the same section over and over again, and he's yeah. just coming up like constantly with these new put downs, you do you you hate him. Like I I really I just had to skip past it. It was really starting to annoy me. Yeah, and it, well, it's ridiculous, and that's the whole point of him, right? Yeah, one of the brilliant um, put-downs was something like, oh, I'm just trying to remember it, it was something like, um, you're just doing this to see how many of these we've got, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's the stuff, the fourth wall-breaking stuff is yeah. genius, I think, Like, and the, the shopkeeper has a lot of that dialogue, he's hilarious. I think the writing in it is probably that and the actual action itself mm. as you said it's so snappy the controls are up there with kind of dead cells i know dan yeah. said you haven't played that yet either but um mm. the it's just got this it reacts to your inputs almost instantly it just feels like you're connected to the game it's so yeah, and you don't you quick. don't feel as frustrated as you might do because you can move so quickly and so like energetically through sections with all these yeah. like and, and it feels like every section you're doing there are multiple ways to achieve it yeah, because yeah. you've got all these different things. Like you can glide. So later you, you gain the ability to do this glide across yeah. and you can, um, there's like a hook shot. So you can like jump and then hook shot and that will move you really fast. And like, that, sorry, that's just remi- that's reminded me. That's uh, <laughs> yeah. one of the funny things when you get that hook shot, it's not called a hook shot in the game, is it? It's I don't called, think it is. No. Uh, Probably got I can't remember what it's now. called, but basically the, when you unlock that ability, the shopkeeper goes, and it's called this, blah, blah, blah. But let's face it, everyone's going to call it the hookshot. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> here, right. here we are calling it that. It's brilliant. It's, it's called, isn't it something like a ninja <laughs> thing or something? But yeah, yeah. That's yeah. so true. So based on the, obviously, the, the, the characters that you kind of mentioned there and the charm about it, I'm starting to get a good pitch now. So it has got that retro charm. Um, mm. One of the points it says on the Nintendo Store is a memorable cast of offbeat villains, bosses, and associates. So we've covered the associates. What about the mm. offbeat villains and bosses? I mean, what are the boss fights like in this game? <sighs> they're they're pretty special. Basically, um, all of them. I think all of the bosses are end up you you end up befriending them after after the fight. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. That, so, I, that, and then that you seems up, to be the case. Yeah. yeah, and you have some friendly banter with them afterwards. Um, okay. But yeah, they're quite quirky. There's one in particular um that stands out. It's probably was the easiest one, but you know, Mark, the the level towards the end where it basically turns into a shoot 'em up. Yeah, it, yeah. that's interesting Which as well, was like the dragon aspect. Mental. Like yeah. you don't I did not expect that. You That happened you, the only other game where that's happened where it just changed so dramatically mm. was um Owlboy, which right. I recommend playing if you haven't. It's really interesting. But that the same thing happens where you're just like, wow, I didn't see this coming. Yeah. Mm. And then the boss feels like a kind of 
R-type boss, just the big, yeah. big thing, and you're just shooting it and moving around, dodging its bullets. It's just, yeah. And it was, that, it, and so, it was really be, straightforward. It was, and it was the easiest boss by far. <laughs> yeah. Some of them were just, oh, mm. if I had any hair, I would have been ripping it out of my head because it was... What about oh. the beard? Were you pulling out the beard? No, don't touch the beard. Right. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> beard wars. How dare you? <laughs> it's more so I get a good gist then of you've got these boss fights and there's a, I presume, a hell of a sense of achievement after you've completed them, um, which mm. is always good in a platformer game. Um, so other than that, I'm just kind of looking on here. So you said about the hook shot or whatever the hook shot isn't called. What other upgrades yeah. oh. can you get? There's there's one um, that you use like once or twice, and that's the running across water one. Yeah, I thought that was really that strange. Much. You you use yeah. it in the little section, one little section, and then that's it, basically. Which yeah, I thought and it was I, strangely underused. And cool. um, you also gain from the skill tree, you gain the ability to like fast propel through water. I think, but again, mm. you hardly need that at all because there aren't. No. Not there are, there's a there's a couple of underwater sections, but yeah, not enough of them to warrant much of that. Um, talk, talking about the un, it's hard to talk about the underwater sections without mentioning the music as well. I think yeah, I think we need to bring in the music at this point. Go I think you it. mentioned it in in your review, the way that the music changes when you go into water. So cool. And I know that's that's been you know it's been done in games before, but the way it's handled in this game is just awesome. It makes you want to just go into the water just to hear it go completely low frequency and then as soon as you pop out it goes back again yeah just and i genius. think i've seen it done in games before where the music changes underwater but mm. i i was fine I was, I was trying to research uh for this how many other games have used that where it just mm. drops the fre- or muffles it and drops the frequency and yeah. i couldn't find many of them but there are a few, but a lot of them. A lot of the times, they will just like in Mario or whatever. They just change the music when you go underwater and do make it do, sort of slower. Do, 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 do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the um, the what I thought is the the transitions in the music, not only when you go in and out of water, but when you switch between eight bit and sixteen bit. Oh, yeah. The transitions between the two are sort of seamless. Mm. Uh, yeah. It just makes. Obviously, I think we might need to drop some music into this episode because it's it's so good. The, well, soundtrack, so, the soundtrack is amazing. If you pause really amazing. right oh, sorry, mate. Yep. here, I will put in some of the music. Done. I, I I could almost hear it. That was amazing. It was fantastic. Wow. <laughs> what a song. Ben's crying. That's great. So it's oh. what's it? Chip <laughs> Chip Tooney. That kind of. That's how you describe it. Yeah, certainly for the first half, it it just sounds like eight bit music and then sixteen bit music. It's it's yeah. really the attention to detail in it is, and it's so good that you could listen to it as a as a soundtrack. You know, mm. just have it on in the background. The music's brilliant. Yeah, you do a bit of that, don't you, Ben? Is this is this a game you'd you'd think about doing that for? Yeah, I mean, I've already kind of got 
both uh, discs because there's a 8-bit disc and a 16-bit disc. Oh, so, oh, yeah. cool. Not physical. I say discs. I've got them digitally. But, uh, yeah. yeah it's, you're old it's, school like that, you know. <laughs> You've got, got the tapes. I've got me vinyls. No, um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's awesome. It's, it's such a good soundtrack. And it's... Yeah, the thing with mu- uh, video game soundtracks is they kind of... They are supposed to get you in that flow state. Mm. Yeah. So I find them really helpful with just trying to concentrate on work, just putting the headphones on, putting a video game soundtrack on. Like Celeste is a, you know, mm. the classic example, but this is another one of them. It just gets you in that you know, yeah, focus, right in focus mode. It's amazing. Really good stuff. Cool. Worth checking out, even if you never play the game, Dan. You know what? Yeah. I will. And after what we played and what I heard through the uh, the old interwebs, I think that's exactly the type of type of music that I enjoy. So, just looking it's on the stuff. Also, oh, sorry, mate. Yep. No, no. I insist. After I was going to say. So the the transition that you get for the audio between the eight bit and the sixteen bit, it's difficult to sort of convey how amazing that is to go between for the graphics as well. Yeah. Because there are that these when you get to the, the sort of latter bits of the game, Dan, there are these um there are like these orbs. You jump into the orb, and that just takes you from the 8-bit to the 16-bit. So you, you can be in a room where it, it all looks like a sort of upgraded version of a NES game, and mm. you've got like these little sprite, little um, you know, pixely enem- enemies jumping around, and then you just you, you just hop through, and suddenly it's like you've stepped into the most gorgeous SNES game of all time, and you, mm. it just it just transforms that area, and and having the same area transform is, is mm. what I I found to be the really cool bit because it will just change. Because also you progress through time. So yeah. whereas the background could be like this this sort of forest mm. in the 8-bit, in the 16-bit it might be like this ruined city or something. So it sort of changes the sort of back, you know, you really do jump forward in time. And the effect is difficult to convey without without having do it, done it yourself. Yeah, it's quite interesting. So I was just looking on the e-store there. So for £17.99 at the moment, I think I have seen it in a couple of sales as well. I'm sure I have the messenger at some point. Yeah, I I definitely would have got it on sale. Um, Yeah. Just looking at the... Who's the developer? Uh, Sabotage. Sabotage Studio. Yeah, it's a Sabotage. It was published by Devolver Digital. Uh, Of course, Devolver. And it's a Canadian game. um, Canadian developers from Quebec. So it's fantastic. And it seems to be... Well, it did. It blew up. I think what caused a bit of a fray recently was the fact that they've announced more, um, well, not more, but some free DLC to come. Is it some later part this year? Yeah, yeah I forget the of name aquatic. of it. It's uh, some beach-themed. Yeah, well, rather, you it? know, you were just saying about using that ability to run over water. Ah, mm. that's where it comes in. Maybe okay. someone else said, I want to use that. Yeah, I want to use that. <laughs> I want to use it. Oh, oh, that something, else, something else the game has as well is um, the these little offshoot um, extra rooms oh, that, yes. that have a green medallion in them. And mm. I think there's something like 45 medallions spread across the whole world. It shows you where they are on the map. Um, and in each section is like a mini sort of Celeste-style challenge, like to get the winged strawberry. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And some of them are really straightforward, or you just get lucky and get through it. <laughs> and some of them are like, br- just break you a little bit. Um, did yeah. you find that, Ben? Yeah, I mean, I right. So, just to back up a little bit, I went into this game with the notion that I would use a guide for the second half because I oh, knew yeah. I knew that I would get frustrated. I knew that I'd enjoy the action, but I didn't want to be wandering around for hours not knowing where yeah. the hell I'm supposed to go. 
nobody's got time for that in 2019 nope. <laughs> and um except mark and uh <laughs> and so i i kind of told myself i just wanted to get through this game experience it start to finish and i'd have a couple of goes at getting the green medallion things and if it wasn't working i just skipped it and i think that's i just didn't want to get frustrated by it i wanted to leave the game feeling like i'd enjoyed my time with it and not you know i got to a place with something like hollow knight where i was just like i don't know where the hell i'm supposed to go mm. i've, I've never i've never used a guide before this game at all and i just thought Do you know what? i'm going to try it and I'm, my enjoyment i think i i don't think i'd have finished it without a guide i don't, I don't, I don't think it's i wouldn't have had the patience kind of speaking from personal experience i absolutely love a good guide and i think some of the the, the harder parts of certain games like there is a sometimes skill dan element. will get the guide he won't even get the game he loves the guide <laughs> yeah, I, did. I did that's why he insisted that we do this he's got no yeah. interest yeah. in playing the game I just just listen to you guys talking about it that's enough for me i don't have to pay 17 pound 99 for it but um no just pay us the, though no, shut up. just the purpose of having like i remember the old final fantasy guides and it get you through a certain section it's different for an rpg but mm. i think when you do have certain challenges um i always remember like i used to get a guide for angry birds because it used to really frustrate me i'd be like how do you get three stars <laughs> on this level because i was just like i need to get three stars and all of them oh, so i think there are some strange games that you kind of reach out for and go okay yeah it's it, it's pragmatism that's making me get a guide for this but what you yeah. just said there, Ben, it's super interesting. Like, I felt the same way about Celeste, where mm. I didn't want to overcomplicate it. So we didn't want to do yeah. the B-tapes. I think that's what they were called. I, I, B-sides. Yeah, yeah. B-sides. Some, some of the um, strawberries I wasn't too phased by. So, yeah, it's, it's a nice way to play the game. It, it doesn't hamper that enjoyment of it. Yeah, I get it. Like, you know, some people have that kind of completionist mentality where they have to get everything and they'll beat themselves over the head to get it. But I just, you know, I want to enjoy the game. And Celeste is a a great example again, because I got to the end of the main game. I think I played a B-side for about five minutes and just thought, (laughs) do you know what? I'm quite happy to just leave that. I finished the story. I don't want to taint my experience (laughs) with this game by getting really angry with it. So I just left it and I've got happy memories of that and mostly happy memories of The Messenger. Although it's yeah, it shook really, hands, really it was annoyed just over. Yeah, it, it, it did annoy me though. It, I I got really frustrated playing the messenger. It's okay, more so than Celeste. More so than Celeste because in Celeste you go right back to you go you start over where you died basically in the same room. Oh yeah, yeah. Whereas the checkpoints in the messenger, some of them were a little bit further back. You know, they're mm. quite frequent, but having to traipse through three rooms that you can do easily just to get to the one where you keep dying in. I found mm. that a bit grating. Mm. Um, and it yeah. was, yeah, it was frustrating. And, you know, some of the bosses were, you know, a little bit harder than I would have liked. <laughs> yeah. If, to be honest, I would have liked um, to be able to tweak the difficulty of it a little bit at times. Okay. But uh, not that I did that with Celeste, actually. I did play that without any assistance. With the tweaking, yeah. Without that any has quite baby mode. Fun. <laughs> yeah. but um i think this this game could benefit from it because it particularly with the metroidvania stuff i can imagine people getting to that section dying repeatedly not knowing where the hell they're going to go hmm. and just going do you know what to hell with this i cool. would I, you know i wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people had that experience yeah i, I did think it was odd like one of the things i might have changed was have the the character who's giving you the hints sorry not the hints the um the prophecies telling mm. you where to go. I think that person should have told you, and maybe this happened and I didn't pick up on it, 
that person should have said, oh, by the way, if you are confused about where to go, go and see the shopkeeper. Because I don't think it was clearly signaled that the shopkeeper was this all-knowing, who knew every, where everything was and where you needed to go. Hmm. I didn't know that until you just told me. Yeah, so yeah. the hints are from the shopkeeper and you've got to pay him for it. And so, but but I only found that out just like, just because I was going through the skill tree and I saw hint and I was like, I wonder what that does, hint. Hmm. And I was expecting it to be something like, you know, press X to fly or something. <laughs> but it was like, uh, he then goes, oh, can I, um, can you help me with this part of the riddle? And then yeah. he just explains it. And I was like, oh, this is great. Because the first two uh, musical notes that I collected, so in, in the, the second half of the game, you're tasked with collecting these musical notes more around the, the game. Hmm. And the first two I did without using the hints. And that it was frustrating because I was like, well, I'm just sort of finding these randomly. How am I going to know where these other ones are? Yeah. And, and the, 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 the clues are really cryptic. So this hint system just made it plain sailing. It, w it was essentially like a built-in guide, I guess. Right, okay. Mm -hmm. yeah, okay, great. so yeah. I think we've got a good idea then of what the game is, how it plays, what the charm is, what the narrative is to it, especially what the, the graphical style and the, the M word, as we were just talking about. Um, <laughs> so in terms of closing comments then, I think, Mark, I'll start with you because you reviewed the game and gave it quite a high score. What, who are you recommending this for? You know, who would want I to think play this game? If you're in in that sort of space, if you love your sort of retro stylings, if you're looking for a, a pixel art sort of game, and it, it, if you love those sort of indie shop indie titles in the eShop, um, and you've enjoyed games like Celeste or Hollow Knight, or even way back you enjoyed Ninja Gaiden, um, Ninja Gaiden, sorry, back in the day, then this is probably a game for you. Um, and even just in general, if you love a 2D action platformer or a Metroidvania then this is one for you. <laughs> and Ben, I think from a person that's got a couple of splinters from sitting on the fence, um, from your perspective, you know, what are your closing comments? Would you, would you play this again? Who would you recommend it for from your perspective? Um, I would play the DLC when it comes out. Mm -hmm. That's good. for sure. I'd happily jump into that. I probably, I will probably never play through this game again. Um, I'm quite happy. I was quite happy that I got to the end and finished it and that's enough for me. I really, really enjoyed the first half. I mm. think if it would have carried on in the same vein, then I would have been more happy with it. But I do appreciate the the, ad, the added layer of depth and the kind of artistry behind, okay, changing the game completely in the second half. I appreciate that. It's just not my preference. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I wouldn't rate it as highly as Mark, but uh, it's, 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 it's brilliant. But it's it's not. It had I had too many issues with it. I think someone that's probably less in, like more inclined to the casual kind of game would be. It's there's a few things that would uh, that are a bit too taxing, I suppose. Uh, for me, I, I do agree with that. It, it, it is a it is a challenge. Um, yeah. Just out of curiosity, is there a get, is there a score that you just give it just off the top of your head? Um, probably an eight. Yeah, so still, still really good. Hmm. And it does have a uh, a new game plus mode that they added afterwards, where you, um, I think, the difficulty is increased if you feel like jumping back in at some point. Awesome! Oh, <laughs> just so you know, that's there. So, Thanks, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he's going to. So, just before we wrap up, Mark, you said you've got a little bit of a a Mark's trivia to throw at us. Some knowledge, yeah, if you, um, knowledge bomb. If you have a little look at. Um, the WhatsApp, oh, you will see oh. that in the... Uh, Love interactive things like In this. there, we've got a, um, a little oh. cheeky Mario or Mario <laughs> oh, for us. No. Based on the messenger. The messenger or the smessenger. <laughs> put, 
that theme tune in right now. got so we're gonna do it like we did it last time with pete so Pardon? if you haven't heard this before or watched it before in this instance <laughs> mario smario is a little trivia game i challenge whoever's on the podcast to work out which one of the bits of trivia that i read out is the false one so three of them are true one of them is false you guys ready Born ready. Yep. So you can work together on these, actually. So I was so, going to um, say, Ben, do you want to? If we read them, I'll read one, then you read two. We'll discuss each one as it goes, and then you read three, I read four. Well, what I was thinking I could do is I might just read the first two and then uh, Google a guide for the second two. We could do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just end it there. That's perfect. That is like a messenger-style joke, actually. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Go on, dude. You go for one. Uh, Okay, so one, all the music was made from the ground up in both 8-bit and 16-bit styles. From the ground. Okay, so they're, they're mm. not, it's not like they made the 8-bit one and then just tacked some extra bits on it. You're saying... Made from the ground up. Both were made independently of each other, right? Okay, that's plausible. Okay, so I'll go for number two while you're thinking that. So Urban Dictionary defines quabble. So Q-U-A-R-B-L-E uh, as an adjective for someone who's difficult to work with. So a quabble. <laughs> Mark is a quabble. Mark, <laughs> such a quabble. He's such a quabble. Do we think? That, uh, that, actually, that sounds feasible to me. I think that sounds The true. Urban Dictionary, it could be anything, couldn't it? Quabble. So go yeah. on, mate. You, you go for three. Uh, the game won best debut indie game at the Game Awards 2018. I don't think it did. No. I'm trying to remember. It, I think it won something. It did win something, but. Or was it Dead Cells that won best? I don't debut think Dead Cells. I'm sure it was last that won that best debut. No, I don't think it was because it wasn't their debut, was it? It was. Uh, because they'd made like Towerfall yeah. before. Yeah, you So it wasn't right. Celeste. Okay. Ooh. Number four. There's another game called The Messenger, released 18 years before this one. He's a bit of a balan this mark, so sometimes yeah, what you'll do is, is this game was actually released 16 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> or is The Messenger with a lowercase m? <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, just. In my defence, I try really hard not to do those sorts of ones. Like it's just, try it's really just hard. built in. You so can't help it. yourself. You are. <laughs> yeah. Bloody done it. Okay. Right. So. All the music so right, let's go. Uh, yeah, I think I've heard that. Yeah, I I th- I'm sure I've heard that said about the music in the game. So I think we can discount that one. Where's Quarble tr- used true. in the game? So Quarble is the character, 
that pops up when you die. So he is an annoying person to work with <laughs> by his very nature. Uh, and that... Yeah, I... Put that Qu- in the I'm maybe. sure quabble, quabble is... I'm trying to think if it is an actual word as well. So not just an urban dictionary word, but quabble. I've got... Uh, is it quibble? <laughs> oh, damn you, Mark. Uh, I've had a quabble uh, with him. Um, okay, so b- best debut indie game. That... <sighs> he, he's so, yeah. an arse, though, when he comes to these ones, because that's... It'll be like, this was actually the best debut game of... Dip, 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 dip. <laughs> That's it, best platform it'll be. It was actually team. the best indie debut game <laughs> of 2017. Not debut Oh, because the game came out in Quebec in 1946. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, that's a tricky one. And there's another I... game called The Messenger. 18 years. Do you, want it, do, you, do you want to each pick one or do you want to decide on one? together I think four is believable as well I think one and four are true I believe that three uh, I'd probably three, go with two then process of elimination as the false one yeah um, I'm tempted to go for three just you got go a feeling for three might, I'll go for two come on let's hedge our bets alright you got to buy me. You got to buy me a beer at EGX, though. If you fail. Okay, so Dan, you've gone for number two. Yep. Urban Dictionary defines quabble as an adjective for someone who's difficult to work with. Sure. And Ben has gone with the game one best debut indie game at the Game Awards 2018. Um, yes. I'm massively, yep. I'm massively okay. doubting myself now. Go ahead. I'm going to do these in reverse order. <clears throat> so number four, <laughs> there's another game called The Messenger released 18 years before this one. Is true. Yeah. That well one's done, true. Mate. It was um, originally a French title called Louvre, Le Ultima Melediction, um, and it's an adventure game released. It's not called the Messenger, then, mate, is it? It's called Louvre. <laughs> no, no, no. It, <laughs> it so its original French title was that, and then it was called The Messenger for its translated release. Okay, okay. Cool. Um, fair sorry. enough. <laughs> sorry. Okay, number three. Moving on from that one before Dan explodes. <laughs> number three, the game won best debut indie game at the Game Awards 2018 is true okay so it did indeed well played to the developers um and number two (laughs) urban dictionary defines quabble as an adjective for someone who's difficult to work with is the fiction well played dan (laughs) urban dictionary actually defines quabble as someone who is really ugly but in an attractive way ah thanks mark Cheers for that. Thanks for um, putting that back on me in a weird kind of way. I like that. That was um, awesome. What's the name um, of the game? Are you going to tell me something first? Oh, let me just finish. The, me number one, that, that all the music was made from the ground up, both in 8-bit and 16-bit styles. So they didn't just do one and then overlay it. They just built it from scratch in two different setups, which is totally awesome. This was The Messenger or This Messenger, which is a name for a game that is Mario or Smario. Thanks for playing, guys. Well done, Dan. <laughs> Cheers, well mate. done, Thank Dan. Very much. Well Appreciate done. that. For those on the audio, Mark's bowing at me, and uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's fantastic. So. <laughs> and I'm crying. Well, guys, it's been emotional. I think I've thoroughly enjoyed that. We're rocking up to 40 minutes as we speak. So, Ben, uh, what's your Twitter handle, mate? Where are you at? Uh, at Benji Kong. 
we got any nice videos coming out this week? Oh, loads. We've got a uh, Attack the Black Log episode three, which is cool. will this come out before that? Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but that's locked and loaded, <laughs> and that is covering Wolverblade, which nice. has also been reviewed on our website by uh, this handsome gentleman next to us. Yeah, just uh, that, that's that's Mark, by the way, not Dan. Just in case he tries to get a Mario or Mario out of that name, good luck with it. Uh, and, and obviously, we can't. <laughs> we should so do that. Swole, for, swole. For, anyway, <laughs> leave that. Um, a really good one actually is um, Ninja Gaiden or Ninja Schneiden. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. Oh, God, we're such nerds. And speaking of nerds, obviously that has been Mark. How have you been, Mark? Have you enjoyed this, mate? Mate, I've loved it. I love the game The Messenger, and I love the game This Messenger. It's been it's great fun. What, what's your Twitter <laughs> handle, mate? It's at SmartTweeter. Damn right it is. And I've been at DannyWard2707, and what I'm going to do is just sign you off on the final paragraph of Mark's review on the site, www.switchisland.co.uk. As per, guys, if you could give us a sub, we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, keeps Ben on those internet pennies, you know. Keeps that money coming <laughs> yeah. in. Uh, oh, is so, that where it's all going? Yes, well, apparently, These yeah. fancy lights. You don't think I'm actually green and pink, do you? <laughs> oh, that's how he's getting all those mugs and things. All that <laughs> Debenham shopping. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Philips Hue sponsorships going on there. Yeah. So uh, the, the final paragraph that Mark left us with, he said, there's much more I could say. Um, but overall, this really is one of the finest action platformer Metroidvanias on the Switch, and surely one of the finest of all time. If you're a fan of the genre and you're sleeping on this one, cloud jump on it as soon as you can. You won't regret it. Good night. <laughs>